Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our people. Yeah, welcome in to another exciting edition of Libservative, the show of intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy. It's a big night tonight, Corey, because we just keep getting closer and closer to the end of the world, depending on who you ask. Uh, We've had another horrible mass shooting here near home. We basically went ahead and nuked all of Eastern Ohio by accident, and aliens are here. So what an interesting... We didn't even have to basically do show prep yesterday, because it was just all... It was all there for us. We laugh. We jest. It's not funny, but you got to find humor and everything. He, as always, is Corey Walsh. And he's Dan Griffin. And another... And behind me is Bell. Bell the Body Snatcher! <laughs> <laughs> You get so excited to say it. Uh, apparently, Bell's sound went out, so hopefully he fixes that sometime in the next uh, moments. Oh, did say it went mute? Uh, well, no, he should be coming through my sound. Yeah, well. Anyways, <clears throat> Libservative Podcast is found at all social media podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at Libservative Pod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast. If you reach out directly, or you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. Subscribe we, today! We won't check it, but that doesn't matter. We're just happy you sent us the email. Yeah, when's the last time you checked the email? There could be some Dude. shit. I had an automated email from uh, oh, what's his face? From CounterPoints. I shared it in the in the uh, group message. I know it was an automated email, but I still responded like, "Hi, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Grimm." Hi, my name is Corey. The, uh, Ryan, it's so glad that you're interested in what we have to say. Yeah, he all he, well, what he said actually was, uh, "Hey, just wanted to reach out to say that if that if you've liked my work here, I wanted to let you know I also have a Substack news. So he must have liked one of his tweets or something like that. That's cute. We should figure how to figure out how to do stuff like that." I straight fanboyed. One, I was like, day, yeah, we 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 love breaking points. I watch the show all the time. I know you don't really anymore, but I still do. Every so once I'm, in a while. I mean, I'd rather get my news from Crystal and Sager than from fucking Don Lemon. So we're good. To, we're all, <laughs> we're good to, or Jesse Waters. That's, you know, they would probably be like, oh, thank you. Know, yeah, honestly, they would probably be like, well, that's actually what we're that's that's all we're really trying to do. <laughs> I, I I will say this as much I like Crystal and Sagar. They're in our if you like uh, little description in most of our shows. I mo I mostly like them. I do have a little bit of an issue with their business model. Um, not 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 having anything to do with how they make their money. I don't give a shit about that. But you can tell that there's a little bit of just a little bit of borderline cucking to the establishment. So I mean, it is what it is. I'd love to talk really to them about so? it. Yeah, I mean, look at they—they—they're keeping Rokana in their in their uh, little, their little, uh, what you, what their little Rolodex, right? Like, there's they're doing that because they still want to have access to folks in Washington, as to where I think people that are truly, uh, 
truly trying to get away from the establishment narrative don't really care about stuff like that. It's a Not small no wait, hold on, hold on. It's a small thing. It's a small thing. <coughs> I, I would prefer that over what we get elsewhere. So I, I would say I you know yeah, eighty Not everyone's a Jimmy Dore just going scorched earth on everyone. I don't I I understand that. I wouldn't but maybe that's just because we're nobodies. That's the way I feel about it. If, if you know I mean if I had a chance to interview Rokana, I would do it, but I I'll never have that chance. So here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day, Dan. They're, they're, 80, they're 85%. My... Breaking points is 85% good, 15% a little bit cringe and gross. How would you rate that uh, B-rated show, uh, Libservative? Oh, we're 95% cringe and gross. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very unbiased opinion. I like it. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, I don't care. What's new, Dan? What you drinking? What you consuming? Uh, I have a little bit of a back injury, and I like to nurse those injuries with alcohol. So I am drinking a. I do that for all my injuries. I'm drinking a uh, Long Island iced tea, and after I finish that, uh, we will have uh, the, one of the old staples from earlier on in the show: the Whistle Pig Small Batch Rye Tenure, because it's one of my favorite whiskeys, both for price and for its beautiful aromatics and flavor nice i'm still tapping into this uh rabbit hole oh i'm sorry actually what are you what, what else am I, are you consuming what am i consuming well i'm still playing hogwarts legacy because i'm a fucking bigot so that's going on and then uh Thanks. i i also uh just started the uh the new golf show on uh netflix uh what the, i can't remember what it's called at this point it just came out uh, a couple days ago and it basically follows PGA Tour players through an entire season. And what's interesting about it, and what might even be something that interests you, Corey, is that they they filmed this season the year that Live Golf came into the mix. So Live is actually... So they actually talk about it. Live is actually involved. There are players that are now Live players that are in the documentary. And it, there's, there's a little bit about, like, they're... Are they going to switch? Are they not going to switch? Obviously, I know who's going to switch because I'm a golf fan. But if you're not a golf fan and you want to see a bunch of rich athletes cuck out to the Saudis, I recommend the show. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. That's a good <laughs> recommendation. I watched some golf uh, last Saturday, actually. Oh, you it watched the, 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 bar, uh, but... the Waste Management? Yeah, it was at in Arizona or yeah, whatever. Dude, Scottsdale. One of my bucket list events to attend because the 16th hole, have you see, did you see the 16th hole? It's a stadium hole. That's right, but just going nuts. Where well, where there's stadium, there's like a stadium built around all the way around the 16th hole. I saw the cups where everyone takes their cups and puts them together and it goes all along through the whole stadium. It's a sweet event. I want to go to that thing so bad. It's 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 on, it's on my bucket list. It's one of the It's probably the first time I watched golf and like Years. It's a great event to pick if if you're going to pick an event to to watch golf. I would suggest that either that or the U.S. Open if you're going to watch. If yeah. you're, if you're a a casual viewer, yeah, sure, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll Just see kidding. you guys there. <laughs> That's actually a golf reference. That's why it's funny. <laughs> From the one of the greatest, you know, Happy Gilmore. He's a legend. Uh, how about you, Corey? What are you drinking? What are you consuming? <laughs> it's waiting for the question. I wasn't sure if you were done. <laughs> well, I was done. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> I've been. Uh, I'm all caught up on The Last of Us. Uh, after they 
Is it as gay as after Matt that, Walsh After says that it homophobic is? show killed off the only gay character. Oh, I was going to say, is it as gay as Matt Walsh says it is? <laughs> no, they killed off all the gay characters because, you know, the writers are homophobic. That's Instead a bold for- strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. <laughs> but, uh, no, the show's, the show's good, dude. I don't want to give any spoilers, but, like, the last scene of the most recent episode, I'll tell you about it off air. I don't know if you're going to watch it or not. was <laughs> fucking wild. Uh, been consuming that. They kill all. They kill off. Um, all and then, the gay oh, and then you know what? I forgot to mention it last week, but I thought this was really interesting. And I don't know if any of you guys have watched this, but uh, I watched NASCAR, and it wasn't like regular NASCAR where they just drive around. I mean, they were still driving around. In a I'm circle, gonna drive but, fast and I'm gonna turn left. But it was called the Clash, and so what it was is it wasn't high embankments, high speed. It was like, it was like dirt tracks. You know what I mean? Like it was pavement, but it was like set up in a style of like dirt tracks. Like you'd go and see, and I guess flat rock. Yeah, all right. I'll see you guys there. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Uh, It was, it's, but it's like full contact. Like they're like bumping into each other. And it's like where they all, it's how they all learned and got where they're at and racing. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's some pretty cool fucking shit. I don't know. I just find it really interesting. And then I've also been consuming a podcast called the alphabet boys. And it's talking about how the FBI just infiltrates all the different groups and with informants just to, and trap them and make them into criminals when they probably had no means to do it in the first place. And this one's actually talking about how the FBI... Uh, you, YouTube w- demonetized it before it was even launched. <laughs> yeah, oh, this what we're saying right now? <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the podcast you're talking about. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, they're talking about this guy, <clears throat> Mickey Windecker, and how they had him infiltrate uh, some Black Lives Matter groups and... It sounds how sounds like the FBI had a major play in getting all those uh, different riots to become, or all the well, all those protests and converting them into riots, and yeah, that's what happened. It's too big. Listen, and then just listening to some Deca again and some uh, some Prof and some Sturgill Simpson. That sounds good. That makes me feel. That makes me feel good. Uh, Bell's headphones are gone, but at least he can hear you. So you might have to just give him some cues. Uh, anyway, you can't hear us. I can hear you. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, obviously you can hear me. As long as his um, mic works, as long as he can hear you. Go to your you. settings. <laughs> we're doing your sh- audio. We're doing show prep live on the air. Mm. How about now? Uh, hello. Can you like hear what I'm saying? He can hear us now. <laughs> you showed him how to fix it. You showed him how to fix it. We're good. See, this is the thing. This is what we're going to be this dealing is, with. You know, we're we're a shoestring budget operation here. We don't have IT. We don't have audio technicians. We're all just like, doing this by the fucking seat of our pants, Dad. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, a topic I didn't, anyway I didn't really a topic I didn't really want to get to, which yeah, is. Another mass shooting near home here at Michigan State University. Corey and I are, and Bell, obviously, we're all from the D, the Detroit metro area, maybe an hour and a half away. I didn't even really want to talk about this, but I feel like we had to address it. And the reason I didn't want to talk about it is because what is there left to say that we didn't say when there was the uh, the... Oxford high school shooting again, very, very close to Corey and I a little over a year ago now. And 
the reason I don't like talking about these things is because there just isn't a uh, there's just no there's no good way to talk about it because all it is when these things happen is immediately you have morons uh, on the cultural left like David Hogg getting a an opportunity to say how guns are bad and it's the guns and please pay attention to me again because I'm David Hogg and that's all I really care about and then oh, you just is David Hogg gonna be coming to Michigan now you basically just have the the right reacting to it in the wrong way uh as is pretty much always happens when conservatives are just reactionary and liberals just start the wrong narratives and then conservatives just react to them i think we talked wow, about that last week that was week. actually a really good way to put it that's, that's exactly that's what happens in uh, yeah the liberals always miss the mark and start the wrong narrative and the republicans do nothing but get on the back foot and then instead of trying to change the narrative they just react to that yeah narrative. you have you have liberals going um we just uh we need to get rid of guns guns are bad it's the guns fault the guns did this thing uh and then you have conservatives going well you know a better answer would be if we just made it mandatory. get more guns no we just need to make it mandatory that all people carry guns and that we teach gun safety in every school in america and it's like well, you're, just, you're all idiots i am i am an advocate for that Right, but are you an advocate of making it mandatory? Because that's not very libertarian of you. Give all the kids guns. M- making it mandatory. Like, you, ha- for you, every- <laughs> you could make oh, yeah, it an elective. I guess you make it an elective class, yeah. But but even making it mandatory that all schools have a gun safety class, that's still that's not that's not libertarian at all. You you've No, the- yeah, so like well, my thing would be because like the uh that the PE, like, you know, or not PE, but like the health like uh, the health class is mandatory, right? Apparently, well, you know, I mean, like gun safety falls definitely under health because of the fact that like your health is a huge detriment to uh, who the hell a are you? gun are being you, used in the wrong way. Are you Toby Keith? Who the hell are you? Who did you turn into in the last week? Uh, what do you mean? What did I say? <laughs> oh, guns are part of health. Oh, no, I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, the after effects of guns <laughs> is a huge detriment on people's health. But you, but but I just, the, you, you know, understand what I'm saying? Like, where yeah. uh, the, the no, left, the left will blame everything on the guns, which you and I both know is fucking ridiculous. And then the right will respond to it by going, well, if we, we got to have more guns and we got to just make guns mandatory. And, like, neither of those coincide with actual American liberties. What what needs to happen is, you know, le- there are two ways to handle this, and one of them is certainly better than the other. The first is you just get rid of every gun in America. That's the first option. And the second option is you make firearms more more easily accessible and it make it more accessible to have education on those firearms. The second, the latter is obviously better than the former. And the reason I feel that way and I think the reason you feel that way, Corey, is that when you, you when you take guns away, which is a solution, it is a solution, it's a bad one because now you've removed the liberty to defend yourself against a tyrannical well, here's, government, here's why which, it's is a bad what, one, Dan. which is what the uh, the Second Amendment is really all about. And here's another reason why it's a bad one. Like this shooting that just happened in, at MSU, that guy, the gun he had was an illegal handgun or an illegal rifle. He wasn't legally allowed to own it. So you could take all the guns you want from law-abiding citizens, 
if you don't turn over your gun, but you become an illegal gun owner. And there is still a massive black market that might or might not be funded by the CIA to uh, where people can get a hold of guns and use them to cause devastation. Not only that, you could pass as many laws as you want, but you leave it up to these alphabet people, <laughs> FBI, everybody to run background checks. And in Michigan, if you buy a long gun, your background check is already through the FBI. I don't think we do background checks for long guns. Yes, you do. Is that something new? No, they've always done it. Federal background checks for long guns. State police. Oh, I'm s- wait. Background checks for handguns. But what? Like, I don't think there is for shotguns. Is there? Yep. Interesting. It's a long gun. I so trust, that's a state I mandated you, thing because I don't know nearly as much as either of you do. So. <laughs> uh, cause I, yeah, because like, because like that's one thing that I'm actually kind of an advocate for. Just because like if you get your CPO and you get your pistol, you got to get a background check. It's like you know that's fair to see like to make sure you're not nuts. But red flag laws, which is uh, what our governor also proposed after this, it's like. Okay, but who decides who's mentally fit or not? Like the government? Because are we going to end up like New York, who's now taking homeless well, people and you just look at it too, locking like, them up? If anybody did a deep enough background check on, like, say you or I, Corey, and they come across this show, like, you know that this show on the left would be considered. Don't say that. Nope, nope, nope. FBI, if you're listening, we're, we're upstanding good people. That's not going to work. You know that this show. <laughs> you, know, you know that this show, I, 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 from a left a left wing perspective, would be considered very right wing. Right, <clears throat> because yeah, the idea of deciding if someone's mentally or fit or not, which makes us dangerous, which is why, which makes us, which makes us scope. quote unquote dangerous, which is why it, which is why the whole, which is why it's a problem in the fucking first place. Which is why background checks could be problematic. And it's, because what's frustrating is all of that doesn't matter if someone illegally gets illegally obtains a firearm. And real quick, I want to uh, mention the names of the people that were actually murdered by uh, this piece of shit. And I don't even know the guy's name, and I don't even want to say it on the show. But uh, Ariel Anderson, Alexandria Werner, and Brian Frazier. All lost their lives just trying to better themselves by going to college. And Alex Verner is from my hometown, a little two square mile town just north of Detroit called Clawson, Michigan. So it's like it like it's it's definitely close to home. Yeah. And I'm still the reason I didn't want to talk to talk about it that much is because I'm just like we're all just so numb to this stuff. And nobody That's no, sad, isn't no it? nobody wants to come nobody wants to come up with any actual answers. It is a, it is a it, all it is is an opportunistic uh spot for people that are politically motivated to gain cultural clout. That's all it is. Yeah, that's what and that sucks because into. all these people, these names, everyone's going to be running out and saying, well, we got to do this so there's not more of these names and stuff like that. And these people didn't ask for this. So, you know, these people, if they had a choice, they wouldn't want to be some political pawn. It's it's just, it's sad. It's really sad because like, you know, it's just, this is a subset of a serious mental health issue that we have in this country. And we've beaten that horse a million times as well um one thing i found interesting about this is uh, detroit free press recently shared an article how some people from school were painting like there was a rack where there was a bunch of roses and it's like a little bit of a memorial 
and the memorial was painted and it said that uh and it said allow us to carry firearms on campus to protect ourselves you had that picture did you send it to bell or we don't have to throw it up there um i don't have it nobody has it readily available nobody it's fine i don't have it readily available it's a detroit free press article uh but, uh, yeah, it was basically students calling for the ability to carry on campus, and that, that that's no surprise at Michigan State University um, because, you know, Corey and I, growing up relatively close to the university, know sort of the history of this school, and Michigan State University was originally an agricultural school, and there are still a lot of... You know, folks it's still from, a very big egg school. When yeah, I worked and, at, and uh, a lot, a lot of folks from the sticks go there. A lot of, a lot of gun advocates, a lot of hunters go to the mm-hmm. go to Michigan State University, and they're they're very. Uh, I, I I don't think you would you would think about it being that Michigan is so northern, but Michigan is a very uh, hunter friendly state. I mean, the white tailed deer is a is a delicacy in the state of Michigan. Yeah. No, yeah, and and guns are a huge part of our culture. Like it's Absolutely. it's in, it's not only in our federal constitution, but it's in our state constitution. Uh Oh, there it is. And yeah, allow us to defend ourselves and Can't carry really read on it, campus. But yeah. Yeah, allow us What does it say? Allow us to defend ourselves and carry on campus. Yeah. And and all of those all of those flowers set down in front of that rock. So yeah, that, that that's that's how Michigan. And the State article, too, I guess, this feel. rock gets painted all the time. Oh yeah, it's and it was already changed, but uh, oh, it's since been changed. Yeah, it's been changed. Since well, this yeah, was I mean, there. it's a college campus. You got to believe there's still a lot of like weird wokeness going on there, but like, yeah, yeah. And uh, and so one other thing I was uh, looking into that I thought was interesting about all of this is uh, Leland Vittard. Uh, from News Nation and Corey Brooks, he's a pastor from Chicago, and they they were talking about how like race is like race and stuff in conversations is important, but and most most important about like what happened at MSU is how this is a class issue, and how kids in the inner cities are killed all the times by guns, but they never get national news. But when it's kids who look like the elitists, the politicians, the news anchors, and all these people when like when it's somewhere where like their kids might be, it gets blown up in the news. Well, did you notice the other thing that was missing from this story, Corey? What's that? Shooter is black, so can't blame it on white supremacy. That's the other thing yeah. that was missing from the national narrative. Yeah. You know, yeah we, 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 the, we've uh, talked about this multiple times. Whenever there's a whenever there's a uh well, this just goes to goes to kind of what I'm saying. It's like a little bit of a class thing. It's it's you know like for the longest time, you know, the mold for a shooter was you know the young white kid incel who was an outcast, and you're seeing other people in this fold. I mean, like the most recent shootings in California were by an Asian guy, and mental health and mental health issues isn't strictly a white person thing. And anyone who thinks otherwise is probably a racist, it's also, even if their intentions also, are pure. It's also but, not a sexy topic, right? Because if it's if it's mental health, well, okay, well now you're now you're whatever now you're being ableist, right? If it's mental health, so there there has to be the it, yeah, like Mr. Beast, like, like well, what's yeah, yeah, I saw that, but the, the, you have to it all it always has to. It's really really easy for like CNN or MSNBC to report on these things when the shooter is white because it's like you can tie it to white supremacy somehow but then this man was also 43 years old 
the uh the, the Michigan State shooter? Yep. <clears throat> yeah, so not even not even like a little dumb disaffected kid. Yeah, full grown adult. Mental but, yeah, but, but so mental health so, so what affects do you do? all races, so, affects all ages. So Corey, what do you do on the left when you can't blame it on white supremacy? You blame it on the guns. It's just like this easy transition. Well, yeah, people like it's because it's, you know, like they say water finds the least, least pass, path of resistance and a gun ain't going to be able to defend itself. And it's much easier to just, you know, I guess it's almost in human nature. Like if there's a danger in the room, you just want to get rid of the danger. And if it's advocated that the danger is an inanimate object, then everyone just goes, well, if we get rid of that, then it's fine. But then. And then what? You still have a bunch of people who are so mentally distraught that they want to inflict harm on people. It's just a lot, a lot tougher of a nut to crack that has no way of being able to be answered in a society that is as bipartisan or that is as partisan as ours. We're already thirty-five minutes in, Corey. 25. No, we're tw- twenty-five. I'm sorry, I'm looking at my yeah. my pre-recording Jesus. here. Yeah, 25 minutes in. Uh, look, it's something I didn't want to talk about, and I feel like we've said all we can say, and we uh, pretty much just repeated what we said when Oxford happened. So Every time it sucks, man. It sucks seeing people get, innocent people getting killed by someone who just... And nobody, and nobody actually giving a shit. Like, like people on the nope. left and the right using it for social clout. And that's what we were trying to avoid, but we ended up talking about it too. Well, I mean that, that because that's what that's the occurrence. That's what happens. It's hard not to. It's really it's really easy to see. Yeah, well, that's another thing too. Is this guy actually like was convicted of a uh, weapon, like using weapons before and stuff like that, and he still was able to get a hold of a gun. So it doesn't matter what you do to law-abiding citizens, the criminals will still get a hold of guns. We should just have a Spike Cohen in every community. Just a little yeah. a little Jewish libertarian with a, a whole arsenal to protect the whole community. <laughs> what do they call him, Bazooka Jew? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's my guy. Oh, yeah, no, we love Spike. Anyway. We, uh, we definitely uh, fanboy to him all the time. Like, hey, notice us in every single one of his threats. <laughs> every, one day every, every time he posts something. One day we'll get some love from Spike. I do it myself. I'll do it for us. Uh, anyway, East Palestine. We got to talk about this. Uh, the massive Thoughts train prayers crash. for East Palestine is the first time any conservative has ever said that. <laughs> is there actually an East Palestine? I don't know. <laughs> because you hear about the West Bank, right? Which is where well, then that most of there's the Palestinians are. You think those people they're throwing up East Sign? East Sign uh, yeah. signs. So conservatives finally sending out thoughts and prayers to East Palestine. So we, <laughs> we do appreciate that. Uh, it's not a laughing matter, uh, but again, you got to find a little bit of humor and everything. Uh, so this is the, the 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 giant the train derailing slash crash slash borderline nuclear incident that happened in uh, Eastern Ohio. Uh, was it was it Saturday? It was Sunday over the weekend sometime. Friday. Friday. Would have been, what, Friday the... Whatever that is. Friday the, the 10th uh, of February here in the year of our Lord, 2023. And there's a lot to unpack here. There's a ton to unpack. I You guys have looked into this a lot more than I have. 
Um, I know th- I know the basics. I've been nursing a bad back because I'm a fascist and I don't care about people. So I had to leave it up to you guys to to bring this thing home. You selfish son of a bitch. <laughs> I just gotta throw this picture up. All right, go ahead and throw a picture up. Uh, so in East uh, East Palestine, Ohio, uh, a train had a faulty braking system that overheated, caught fire, and caused the train to derail. And ooh, find the one that looks like a mushroom cloud. Yeah, uh, look like mushroom clouds. I know it's it's absolutely insane. So what what ended up happening is uh, this faulty brake system ended up causing a train's wheel to catch fire causing the train to derail and so when the train derailed there was in the in the derailment there was 50 cars and 20 of them had hazardous materials in them and so the local governments and local officials and you know the the norfolk and all of them got together and they realized that the best option now mind you this was supposedly the best option was to do a controlled burn of all the chemicals to get them just out of the area so they didn't seep into the groundwater and stuff. Yeah, I look at that and I go, okay, so you decided to control burn this unbelievably toxic substance when you could have just let it go. Wasn't that interesting? Because like when it was actually contained in the containers in a liquidified form, pressurized and stuff like that, like it's toxic, yes, but it's actually like safe. It's just when you just pop the can, all of a sudden it's just really bad. Well, that, that should, but like, my point was like that should show you how bad it actually is when the when the immediate decision is like let's go light this shit on fire and burn it so it doesn't yeah, leach into fire. groundwater and it doesn't leach into <laughs> it doesn't leach into the rivers. I mean there are concerns about there being possible effects all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico through the Ohio River Valley from this incident. This is yeah, not a small thing. Now hopefully hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully Dude, it was, they're wrong about that. Yeah, you you hope so. It was bad enough though that I've been checking like wind patterns coming from that area from Michigan for the past like week, and just just now we finally had wind that might have maybe pushed something not necessarily to us but towards Lake Erie or Lake Ontario. But yeah, like I was I like I was sitting in bed like watching like like checking out the wind patterns and stuff because I thought I was gonna have to take my family out of here. I'm like, dude, if this shit's as bad as it's looking, and the wind's blowing our way, based on reports, like there's local there's local news reports of people talking about how their chickens have died. Uh, this one guy, people were like, the evacuation would happen. They would leave. They'd come back to their pets just being dead in their houses. Uh, this one guy was a fox breeder. All of his foxes are dead. Uh, they're just finding. Fish just float. Yeah, look at that. Uh, then there's one from an aerial view, if you can find that one too. Uh, Twitter. And then uh, there was uh, reports of just fish just dead floating down the river. So that's one that I didn't look into enough because I know a lot of times there is like a not necessarily, it's kind of sort of like a mass extinction. Uh, every spring, a lot of fish die. You know what I mean? But it didn't. Like it was, it, it's bad. People showing like sheens on the water. Like, look at that. It's just floating off towards people who had nothing to do with it. And this happened like what, 13 miles outside of uh, Pittsburgh? Uh, no. That one right there. Further than that. That picture on the top left one. 
looks like yeah. a satellite image. That's that's from that's from above the cloud cover on a plane. Holy shit! And it's just this black and like so. Here's what's crazy is, uh, what's it? Uh, vinyl chloride. When it burns, it creates phosphine or something like that, or hydrochloric a- hydrochloric acid, I think, or no sodium. I don't know. I'm not a chemist, but it creates it combined with the atmosphere in the water in the atmosphere and create acid rain. It creates hydrogen chloride. Yeah. And that's what binds with water to create acid rain. Right. I believe so. But, uh, yeah, this it's, it's, uh, it's a mess. It's being downplayed. And the fact that there's been a lack of response from Pete Buttigieg and the president, and no one's really talked about it, has just opened the floodwaters for conspiracy well, theories. Well, until, until the left had somebody to blame, which, of course, is who? Oh, Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. For- uh, but, yeah, no, when this happened, 5,000 people were evacuated from the city. And, uh, yeah, let's, let's, so let's get to Donald Trump. So in, in 2000... 12 or 13, I believe it was. Yeah, Donald Trump definitely has some blame in this. He definitely does. Right. Uh, Obama was trying to institute a new regulation that the trains had to have a better braking system. And then when Trump came into office, he quickly uh, repealed that regulation. It was an electronic braking system, correct? Yep. Yeah. And then he also made it to where the trains can carry like more trains per load, like more cars, so the trains can be longer. Uh, and this is the direct outcome of lack of regulations and things like that. And everyone's quick to blame Trump for this, but yet Democrats have had the seat of power for two years, like for two years of it, they had a Democrat house, Democrat Senate, a presidency. And yet they just, they just didn't do anything about it. You know, Pete Buttigieg during the biggest uh, the biggest supply chain crisis was on maternity leave. Uh, it's it's so ultimately it comes down to just negligence on both sides, and then it also falls on Norfolk too. They made fifty five billion dollars in uh, profit, or they're they're worth fifty five billion dollars, and they used $10 billion I think last year to, instead of like hiring more employees for safety regulations and things like that, they decided to do stock buybacks. And then this also falls. And that's another thing that falls on Biden. I think too, is the fact that what was one of the biggest things when we, when we were covering the, the rail unions and like the potential strike that was about to happen. uh, What was one of the things that they were striking for safety? More safety regulations, and Biden just told him to get back to work. Shut up and so, get back on that train. So that br- that brings up the question because if you if you look at more left leaning outlets, they'll blame this on things like uh, uh, crony capitalism and you know cutting costs in stock buybacks and not regulating themselves. Uh, but then you could also go to the more libertarian argument of too too much government involvement right because when you have a rail worker strike where rail workers are they were they were striking for a whole cornucopia of reasons but one of those reasons was safety issues where if you just let them strike and shut everything down and let capitalism do its job where they're going to you know 
want to get their workers back and kind of uh, uh, go with what they want, which is a little bit more safety regulation, along with more pay and all of the other things that they were asking for. But then you have Joe Biden. wasn't even at the top of the list for them, if you remember. But then you get paid pretty good. They just wanted more days to spend with their family. They wanted wanted sick days. They wanted to spend more time with their family. They wanted more safety regulations. But then you have Biden going, nope, get back to work. So what is it? Get back to work, you pieces of shit. Is it crony capitalism with Norfolk doing – stock buybacks instead of upgrading their system and upgrading safety regulations or is it too much government reach which would be the libertarian argument of get your fucking fingers out of my business uh that is that is the bigger problem i think you could argue it's probably a little bit of both it's yeah it's this is uh corporate and government malfeasions i thought Um, this was interesting uh go ahead and read it Oops, sorry. Railroad take union that down. officials <clears throat> said they've been warning that such an inc- accident could happen because railroad cost-cutting harms safety measures. This is from Reuters. Yeah, Reuters is a pretty decent outlet, and uh, that's like that's like basically what we were just saying. Like they were, this was something. This the the canary in the coal mine. They were telling people that this could potentially happen, and with government malfeasance and corporate malfeasance has led to now. Uh, essentially, another like Flint water crisis down in Ohio, and, the, and it's the combination. People were like, right? and the government was saying, "Oh, it's safe, go back home." And people were going home and immediately talking about headaches and like their eyes burning and weird smells and dead animals. <clears throat> yeah, going. And, can you imagine going home to your yeah. And, and, oh, like this one girl. I forget her name. I wish I knew her name, but uh, her cat, her two-year-old cat, got sick, and so she took him to the vet and stuff like that, and got a ten thousand dollar bill and tried to go to Norfolk to say, "Can you pay for this?" And they were like, "Nah, not right now. Maybe later." But it was like, "Well, <laughs> later means you reimbursing for the little bit I paid for. My cat's gonna die." She ended up having to put her cat down. There was a journalist, uh, and like, and like, this is what's so insane about all of this, and it's this type of stuff that leads to the lack of. So let me start over real quick. The lack of response from Buddha judge and Biden and no one really talking about this or anything has just opened the floodgates for conspiracy theories, especially coupled with that. It was a journalist being arrested from news nation uh, for just doing a live uh, broadcast from where the governor was talking. He got arrested and <clears throat> you couple all this together you got the, the tinfoil hat people going absolutely nuts because not only this train derailment happened, but there was one in South, South Carolina and one in Texas. So they're all going, what is going on? You know, because they didn't do any more research because this is actually an issue, not an issue in the sense of that. They think that all of a sudden that the socialist Democrats are trying to kill us all, but because on average, like since 2009, when we started actually, when uh, different bureaucracies bureaucracies started recording, like how many train derailments happen, because before that, that there was no database, which is just insane to me, uh, <laughs> probably because they didn't want people to know about it. Uh, there's roughly 1,700 train derailments a year. That breaks down to like five a day. Yeah, It's like 4.6, yeah, but you four don't really have half a train accident, so you got to round up for stuff like that. And so for anyone out there who thinks it's a conspiracy, I want you to know that like this has always been happening and we have yet to just do anything about it, which is absolutely insane to me. 
And, and then they're also, but at the same time, some of them you are, know, like I'm, most of them are so low profile, right? Because I, I compared it to plane crashes, which like almost never fucking happen. You have this giant tube in the sky that is uh, so like overchecked, right? Like you have to make sure you get every goddamn little piece of ice off of that plane if you're in a cold climate before it takes off and just so meticulously monitored <coughs> and they almost never happen. And meanwhile, ground transportation just the wild west it's apparently yeah apparently the wild fucking west you, you, that train could go off the rails any to any any second of the day yeah absolutely um you know and a lot of and another one another thing i was thinking about is a lot of people are talking about how this isn't even being talked about but all it takes is a quick google search to see that like every news outlet is actually talking about it and so that had me thinking that like is that just our generation expecting everything to get 24 hour coverage like 9-11? And that like it's just not the same setup of how it used to be. Like you ever like when 9-11 happened, it was covered on every single outlet for 24 hours a day for like six months. And now things aren't necessarily covered like that. And people I think that people just expect it. They expect the news just be presented to them on a platter and the fact that that isn't happening everyone's freaking out thinking it's a part of the uh the whole like conspiracy of it but at the same time like i'm not saying that the government is lying about it but you can expect people to not trust them you know after the iraq war flint pandemic that's that's the destruction right like like, so like when when this the informant bullshit when this crash happens and CNN doesn't immediately go to breaking news, you know, uh, horrible. Then it's being covered up. Horrible ecological disaster. Yeah, it's a, uh, uh, and believe me, I would not defend CNN ever. Uh, but yeah, if it's if it's not immediately covered, it's 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 being covered. And that's the thing is like everything that happens, there are so many people paying attention. That and nobody gives a shit what CNN or Fox or MSNBC have to say anyway. I just don't. I don't really understand how it, why or how it matters. There are so many people paying attention to this stuff. Like we're going to get into a little bit of like the, the 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 drone and quote unquote UFO shit here coming up in a minute. But I only I only turn to that because you know it, it's everything's got to be a psyop. Everything's got to be like planned out. It's the new everything's the new world order. Uh, and there's and then you look at some of these conspiracy theorists and you look at what just happened with the fucking World Economic Forum. And you got you know homeboys talking about you're you're gonna uh, you're gonna you're gonna own nothing and be happy, and you kind of start to understand where these conspiracy theorists come from, and like yeah. there's always some truth to it, and so I think we're probably gonna find that out about this about this this train crash. Like there's something that's being covered up. There's almost oh, always sure something that's being covered up. Your girl Marge. Oh, Marge is Marge is. They hear, it's what's interesting, there was a moment of clarity from this chick. Now, right after this, she immediately went back to blaming like people to judge and stuff. But she <laughs> goes, this is a thread she has. And she says, the devastating consequences from the toxic train derailment and explosion in East Palestine, Ohio, are only the beginning. Deadly chemicals are spreading far and wide through the air, ground, water, and rivers like the Ohio River. I don't think the blame can be placed on one person for or nefarious cause. I think this is the tragedy that happened because we are a crumbling nation with many causes as to why we are crumbling. 
And it's so sad for the innocent people affected by this terrible situation that will be affected for years to come. Train derailments have been happening more frequently than we realize with an average of around 1,700 per year and very low casualties. There are, ma there, there are many reasons trains derail. Broken rails, collisions, mechanical wheel failures, brake defects, and train handling, just to make a few. But what's happening in East Palestine is probably just the beginning of more tragic events that are likely to happen to us in our crumbling nation. In the rail industry, they have been suffering from labor shortages and are, that were exasperated by the COVID shutdown, especially the freight industry which is a critical piece of our supply chain that delivers food, goods, chemicals, and fossil fuels in order for all of us to survive. With labor shortages cutting the number of rail workers on trains, it creates potentially dangerous conditions for trains and railways. The dis disruption in our economy and critical supply chain from COVID shutdowns made these issues even worse. And because of this, mega trains, very long trains, have become more common. Operating mega trains with few workers has its problems. Braking can be difficult when operating long trains with a mix of empty cars, lighter weight, and loaded cars, heavier weight. It can create an accordion-like effect and creates a higher risk of derailment. I don't know if this happened in East Palestine, but it happens. Our nation's rail system is a very critical part of our supply chain, and the integrity of our railroad tracks and all of its working components and gears must be maintained. With labor shortages, that can also be difficult to task and take longer to accomplish to be safe. But the issue we must face as a nation is why we are having labor shortages and how important it is to solve this very serious issue. It's not just the rail industry facing nearly 20% rate labor shortages. It's most industries, and it shouldn't be this way. Not only would we have shortage of people, we have a shortage of good value, a shortage of good values, and the hard work is one. And then she goes on to a <coughs> goes on to start going into a little bit of grifting, you know. But uh, what she said there, when I read that, I was like. I had to double look. I was like, wait, fucking Marjorie Taylor Greene said this? And I don't it think she actually me. said it. I think somebody wrote it for her. You think someone wrote it for her? Probably. <laughs> she probably types with two fingers. <laughs> but but uh, and then right after that, she immediately went to just blaming Pete Buttigieg. But I saw this little moment of clarity from her. And I was like, oh, goddamn. But she makes a lot of really good points there. Yeah, she and she also, and you could see in her little tweet, she was actually attempting to quell some of the conspiracy theories that she's usually a part of that little inner circle of tinfoil hat fucks. Yeah, she said a dumb. Ah, uh, no, no, no. We, you know, so you're new to the show, but me and Dan actually typically don't have an issue with praising people when they say good things. We could, but we definitely add disclaimers that we fucking hate them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, she, but uh, she's she's a moron who was. That's the thing is like it, sometimes she, bumbles around in the room and stubs her toe on something. Somebody that somebody right. like Marjorie Taylor Taylor Green like they do that sometimes. Donald Trump's done that, right? Like oh. so the 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 like uh, Jimmy Dore says the reason why the elites hated Donald Trump is because sometimes he actually yeah he tells the he truth. accidentally tells the truth sometimes, and that's 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 basically the vibe I'm getting from Marjorie Taylor Green here. Like she's calling out the fact that. Uh, our infrastructure is fucked. She's right. Sorry, she's right. She's a piece of shit, but she's right. <laughs> it's okay. Like sometimes pieces of shit are right. <laughs> the broken clock rule. Yeah, yeah. The, exactly. The broken she's, clock she's, rule. She's she's right twice a day. Uh, and but you know, and then the left just just goes off and and blames Donald Trump. And it's like, yeah, he's partially responsible for why this is an issue. He's partially that's, responsible. That's what pisses me off the most about it is everyone's just gonna point fingers at each other. So then half one half of the country is gonna think it's liberals' fault. And then nobody the has to take responsibility. The country is gonna think it's 
Republicans' fault. So then in the whole conglomerate of it, it's nobody's fault because yep. it's everybody's fault. It's their fault. And, and then nothing fault. gets yeah. done. Yeah. And we're going to see this again. How many times can you think that that happened recently? 80% of the time, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking every school shooting. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Oh, and then Norfolk gave $25,000 to the city of Palestine for cleanup. Good for them. Right. All $25,000 out of their $55 billion. And where's, and, uh, by the way, where's FEMA? Are they finally going? Yeah. Are they going to be there? Who? Yeah. Who? <laughs> New phone. Who this? Yeah, where's the Red Cross? I think the Red Cross actually might be there. But yeah, it's uh, it's a mess. It's scary. It's scary to think that like, like well for you too. Uh, well, actually, how cl- where's the nearest rail to you? I'm trying to think. That Mine one that is like mine's like an Amtrak rail in Royal Oak. Freight rides that rail though. I have no idea. I've never seen a freight no. Yeah, uh, yeah, because Amtrak uses freight rails. I've never seen uh, that, but because like I've actually that. taken the train across the country. And you sometimes they have to pull off on side tracks so freight can come through. But Amtrak rents the freight rails from uh the different freight companies. But uh like me, I have all I have you know a big Ford plant, I have a big Chrysler plant, exactly one uh, mile. GM plant up there. Yeah, exactly one mile from my house. I'm gonna fuck you guys this... over and go pee. <laughs> all right. And so I have uh we have these chemicals running by our house all the time. And it's just it's insane to me to think that these companies are neglecting their jobs to actually properly make sure all their shit is taken care of and uh, instead buying stock buybacks. You know what, too? How many times have you been stuck at that damn railroad for like almost 10 minutes? Because the train stopped? No, because of that or because it's like 130 cars long? Yeah, yeah, that's that's something that actually happened under Trump is they just extended those rails. Like, and I remember being a kid and them being long even as a kid. And one thing I think that gives me a little bit of peace is we're in a big city. We're not in a small city like East, East Palestine to where like when they come, like the different ordinances to where when they come through our city, they have to go like 15 miles an hour. You know what I mean? They're not going like 45 because those trains, when they're out in the open when it, or going through small towns, they're going like 45, 50 miles an hour. True. and where we are they're not doing that but uh it's just insane to me just for something that's so critical for something that is carrying something so dangerous because i work in a in a plant and we make adhesives and fasten and fasteners and things like that so like if we're and we ship different chemicals and stuff out some of it is uh hazardous and like the stringent stuff that we have to go through for hazardous stuff is absolutely insane that the fact that these trains are, you know, like all of the code, like all the regulations, like they knew what, uh, like Ohio wasn't notified that a train with that stuff was going through the area. But if they looked it up, they could have found it, you know, like when, when there's like a pounds, it's, it's literally by pound. And, uh, what they do is they, it's it's registered like when there's like 50 pounds of something coming from this place there's a shit ton of paperwork that says it's now moving from this to this container and then when this container is moved there's a shit ton of paperwork that says this container is being moved that's how they knew that the chemicals were in the train Mm. so all like the paperwork with uh epa 
and the different rules, you know, like, believe it or not, uh, Department of Homeland Defense is involved in this when it comes to like the, the, the transfer of hazardous chemicals and things like that. For all of these different bureaucracies to have their fingers and knowing where these chemicals were, how is it that Norfolk or any of these other freight liners just get away with just having just lackadaisical activities when it comes to transporting this shit? Is it other than the only thing I can think of is the fact that they're probably in the pockets of the regulators who are there in our representative branches. And that was going to be there that was going to be. You just answered the question. Like that was going to be the question to close it out. Is it lack of regulation or is it too much government overreach that causes these things? I just realized there's more regulation on my job than there is on that train. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's gross. What is it? Is it crony capitalism or is it too much or is it too much? Because when I say government overreach, what I mean is like Biden telling the rail workers to go back to work. I'm not necessarily talking about the government's involvement in freight lining or in in freight tr- freight training, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, but yeah, him him telling him saying your your concerns don't matter. You have to go back to work so that the U.S. economy. Yeah, that could have uh, initially like that could have caused an actual chain reaction because as soon as that happened, these rail industries they realized they didn't have to give a fuck about their workers or anything because they knew that they were, had the government in their pocket. So you're going with a libertarian argument here then, Corey. Too much government involvement in, in, in training. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird because it's not like it's a uh, a trucking company that where it's like, well, the free market will fix it because there's only so many rails. So like there has to be some government regulation. But the free market would have fixed it if they had just negotiated with these fucking rail workers and, yeah. and listened to what the hell they had to say. And and if they had just quit and l- walked away, guess what? No more trains are running. Like the 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 owners of these freight lines would have had to been like, well, shit, we we better give them what they want. Like that that's that's one of those, you know. I don't mean to sound like a socialist here, but that's like one of those workers' power deals. Isn't that that's funny? Free market shit. Isn't that it funny? Is free, how, and it is, uh, at the end of the day, yeah, you're right, Bell. It is free market. It really is. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I like that's that's my justification for labor unions. Is it? It's the most free market thing you can do because if they have the power to tell people in their workplace like, "Hey, you do this or we're walking," then you're gonna see them ship up and ship right. The you know, only the only problem right. the only problem with labor unions is when they get uh when they when they Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, exactly. too much bureaucracy is the same thing. Too, too, too much bureaucracy, I mean? like, gain too much power, and too much power at the top of the union. That's the union should be decentralized almost as like each individual workplace and things like that, sure. But I get the idea of collectivism and unionization brings power, but that creates the opportunity for corruption just like any sort of government well, it's just, agency. It's, just, it's, how, it's how you and I feel <clears throat> about government in general, right? Like, like less like decentralized power when it comes to unions as well. Like more power at the bottom, more, um, I guess, I guess you could say more, more, um, what's what I'm looking for? Like group power at the bottom is, as opposed to a small group of power at the top. Yeah. Well, they made them bigger what they needed to be. 
Oh yeah. Oh the, oh, the unions. Unions yeah. have their issues. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. Uh, you guys want to talk about UFOs? Yeah, let's talk about some UFOs. UFOs are here. They're here. Is it a psyop? Probably not. <laughs> that's all. That's all I really care about. Look, so we we talked about in our. That's another thing that happened close to home. Yeah, it did. Yeah, one of these one of these objects shot down over fire. over Port Huron. Uh, I don't know exactly where. No Lake Huron, or, not Port Huron. Did I say well? Okay, Port Huron is a city off of Lake Huron, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> Lake Huron just so big. <laughs> why are we seeing these things? And it it's because uh, NORAD recalibrated its radar to pick up on smaller objects about the size of a Volkswagen. Right, because since the Cold War, they've been focused on missiles and planes and things like also, that. Also, because Canada's on their shit too. So this, us know. so this is a this is a situation where these things have probably been in the air forever, and we didn't notice or care because NORAD's uh, NORAD's tracking system wasn't calibrated to something so small. So it's really easy to go. Oh my God, they're all here now. They, the uh, most likely they've already been there. <laughs> They've been there for a while. We don't know Can what they are. We don't really know what they look like. This is Bell's thing, so I'm. You, you go ahead. What, what were you, well, you going to say? My thing is just if they have been flying around, people would have seen them because all the ones that have been flying around recently, everyone has seen with their naked eye. I guess, but like, would they if they weren't looking for it? Right? Because I think after the Chinese balloon, more people were like, were <coughs> actually like taking their eyes to the sky and looking for these things. When you're talking about something the size of a Volkswagen Beetle that is 20 to 40 to 60,000 feet in the air, you know how hard that is to see unless you're actually looking for it. It's like, it's like when you, it's like when you paint your house and there's a, there's a little Nick in the corner and you see it because you just finished painting and nobody else that walks into your house notices that thing. You only oh, see like it. a scratch on your yeah. car that no one can you see, but you only see it if you're looking for it. You only see it because you know it's there, and that's kind of how I view these objects in the sky. They've been there, yeah. They've been there, and the only reason more people are seeing them, either with the naked eye or obviously with NORAD's radar, is simply because the Streisand effect. They're looking for it now. At this point, I don't know what they are. Like I'm not willing to rule out aliens at this point. But I'm going to say probably not. <laughs> I mean, the odds are not good. So I hit up, uh, I hit up Robbie. Oh, Robbie would know. From uh, Out of the Blank. And just because you know he, how he has a lot of these guests on. Who, Robbie who knows everything. Like, yeah, I know. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he, well, you figure he's, he's doing the Joe Rogan thing, and he just has people on his show. Robbie Robinson, the Out of the Blank podcast, if you're a listener. Yeah, Out of the he's Blank a good, podcast, He's a good friend of the show. Out. Check it out. Uh. I said, hey, have you, hey, have you reached out to any of the UFO experts regarding all these shootdowns? And he says, uh, it's not the U- it's not UFOs. The serious ones talk about it too. He goes, you don't travel through space to go down from a missile or <laughs> to go down from a missile. Either that or Independence Day was a lie. He goes, <laughs> he goes, it's government tech, and the fact that we aren't talking about it is a sign of some danger. He goes, yeah. it's more realistic to say we have let China spy on our ship for a very long time with advanced drones. And we do the same to them. And now that and now that they can't refute the public on this thing in the sky, we took in the now that they can't refute the public on this thing in the sky, we took action and now it's a problem. 
It's spy game shit, same thing since the 60s, but now technology is better before. As people before the where before it was just people defecting on each other. He goes, Every everyone is monitoring everyone. It's like holding a door open for someone. Everyone does it, so now so no need to so no need to start a war until someone shuts the door in your face, which is which would be shooting down some shit. He goes, and like that's the thing too, is like we've always always we've always been all spying on each other. But now it's just out in the open. And now that it's out in the open, we have to start taking action towards it. And so it's it's changing, it's flipping the table on espionage, which can lead to some real shit. And I look at that and I go, how stupid. It's 2023. And we're and then still- he said, I hope, and then he added, I hope we're I hope I hope we're smarter to not just shoot down an alien spacecraft. <laughs> I just and that's just which is it, really right? giving us some. That's uh, just it. Don't you think that like a like a a professional, you know, pilot that has you know seen the real shit would look at this stuff and go, "That's certainly not of this." Like, because I know I know you've I know you've seen the reports that it's like, well, there's no uh, discernible means of propulsion, right? But that doesn't automatically equate to alien activity. Like, there's just no... I just don't ever... I just don't see how there's a way in which uh, an American fighter pilot or a Canadian fighter pilot or whoever the hell shot these things down wouldn't say anything outside of, we just don't know what it is. Because that's all they're really saying. Like, we just don't know what it is. Right. Hey, Bright Nice. By the way, I saw you popping earlier. We're going to go down hey. like this. What is this? What is what? this? That is a U.S. fighter pilot going towards a 500-foot balloon. You're about to see him let loose a missile. They're, They're, saying, They're shooting at, how, at it. Look at how small I that swear. thing is. I told you that was a sound barrier. That's a 500-foot balloon. They, oh, my gosh. Wait, something. Yeah, look how giant that's falling. Yeah, it's falling. <laughs> oh my gosh! That's the yeah, first one. That's the, the that's the Chinese balloon. Yeah. I really wish you'd have pulled up the drunk Florida oh, people the or the drunk now. South Carolina oh, one. Yeah, oh, I did it <laughs> They're like, oh, they shot it! Fuck you, communist China! <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Like so, and those people like sounded like more measured. <laughs> is is this a distraction from things like you know Epstein's list being released or? You know Ukraine and in fighting this fighting this or war because that seems to be ecological disaster in Ohio. That, that seems to be what Robbie was implying that it, these are our things and we're just shooting them down as a distraction. No, they could be from other countries, but everyone's constantly spying on each other. What would you be distracting us from? This shit's scary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, get everyone in a panic arguing about this why, versus a, a tangible I thing. I don't like ever go with that. Water. I don't ever go with that narrative because there are too many people. There are too many people paying attention to what's going on with Epstein. Yeah, a lot of them are like goofy conspiracy theorists or whatever, but whatever, like they're kind of necessary. We kind of need these people to keep things like like Epstein's list at the forefront of our minds. So yeah, maybe they're nuts, whatever. I want somebody to keep reminding me that, hey, uh, we still don't know who's on Epstein's list. I don't care who right. it is. I just want somebody to do it. I wish that I could have a way to be in the brain of every conspiracy theorist 
to know what the story was that was the catalyst to make them go down the wrong rabbit hole. To be able to take that and branch off the right fucking rabbit hole and find the logical answers to things. Corey, if you're old enough, it's the Pentagon Papers. If you're a little young, it's 9-11. There you go. I just answered that Yeah, but you you know what I mean, right? Like, it's (laughs) all the craziness, all of this different things that they say, like, uh, they're putting chemicals in the water to turn the frogs gay. (laughs) It's like, that sounds absolutely crazy. But it was true. But there was studies of chemicals getting into the water that were affecting frogs. It was turning them, them asexual. It wasn't really turning them gay, but Alex Jones. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the logical yeah. road that you or I would go down. Yeah. These other people go down this road that now frogs are having gay orgies and wearing <laughs> assless chaps. <laughs> Frog porn. Right. But uh, so, like, I would like, and that's why I kind of, like, I try when I catch wind of conspiracy theories, I always try to like debunk it. But I see, I try to find like the root of it. Like, what was the catalyst? There's always like a off? there's always like a little root of truth in every conspiracy theory. I know, but then they just fuck it up. Yeah, they're fucking yeah. idiots. Every conspiracy theory has a little root of truth, and if you if you look at conspiracy theories, and some of them are just like perfectly accurate, like like the Earth is flat. <laughs> no, like. <laughs> <laughs> like like Epstein like Epstein didn't commit suicide. Like that is a very, very <coughs> fucking reasonable conspiracy theory. Absolutely. Very reasonable. There's no proof of it. Unless yet. you listen to tr- unless you listen to Trump or Hillary Clinton, who are on you, Epstein's list. I love you, bro. <laughs> who tell you that that is not true. You know what I love What'd about what about Q, bro? Okay, <laughs> bro. Yeah, Q was what was what was the nugget of truth? To yeah, what if Q? it was never Q and it was canon and it was just whole a whole different thing that just went out of control? <laughs> what was the nugget like, of truth to Q though? There was a nugget of truth that started that. I'm struggling. It was to that the uh, Democrats were running the election. Oh yeah, 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 and then the Debbie Washerman Charles shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Started with a little nugget they of like, truth. They're also eating babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait. Oh yeah. By the way. The Democrats rigged their primaries and they're eating babies. Yeah, there was a there was a tiny nugget of truth that started QAnon and it was it was adorable. And then they said that they're eating babies. Yeah, they're uh, adrenochrome. And then they just share a random vi- uh, uh, no. clip. Yeah, a random clip from and then the homeboy uh, from uh, Newsmax. Loading in Las Vegas when they talk about adrenochrome. This. And then homeboy and from then- Newsmax goes to the goes to the pizza place and they're like, "Get the fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, see, see, they won't let me in. And all these people are with their families just trying to eat pizza. Like, what the fuck is this so guy did you doing? Hear about the guy that actually went there? Yeah, that's what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Jack Posobiec. I believe it was Jack Posobiec. He tried to go in the back, and they're like, no, you can't come back. From OAN. He's not from Newsmax. He's from OAN. He went in there armed. Everybody ran out. He went into what he thought was the basement door. Oh, different guy. Yeah, yeah. The guy. Oh, yeah. So that was the other guy. Yeah. So we're talking about the guy that went in there with the camera. And he went in there, and he's like, well, this is weird. They won't let me in the. He's like, they won't let me in the kitchen. And it's like, well, fuck no, they won't let you in the kitchen. The <laughs> FDA is going to shut them down if they find out they're letting random people into the fucking kitchen. <laughs> like, it's still a privately owned place. Like, if right. you come to my house and I say, Corey, Corey, if you come to my house and I say, Corey, you're not allowed to go into my kitchen. <laughs> you're not allowed to go into my fucking kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, Corey, Corey, by the way, like, you know, here's the kitchen. Go ahead and have, grab yourself a drink. You know, here's uh, the basement. We're going down here. But hey, don't go in my bedroom. They go, well, what do you got in there, Dan? <laughs> what's 
What's in your bedroom? You got your sex toys? <laughs> <laughs> you got some pornographic magazines in there? Real quickly, real, real quickly, what do you think is gonna what do you think is gonna take place with this uh this Epstein thing? I think it's gonna be a nothing burger. I think it's gonna be like a ninety percent react redacted document. Probably. We'll talk about it more when it actually comes out, which I doubt. Yeah, it's our wait now. We don't want to jump well, to presumptions. I will say that assumptions. Maxwell went to court and tried to fight to have a lot of the names blocked, and the judge ruled against it. Oh. But still, you think you think Bill Clinton's going to be on this list? Yes, I hope so. Well, no. we know he is, but no, he's listen, not going to be on the official said, list. They straight up said that there is current public servants on the list. Yeah, but that could be anybody. That could be George Santos. <laughs> exactly, but it's people in office right now. All right, George so Santos juicy. is actually one of the traffic children. I mean, really, is it more juicy if it's somebody in office rather Even than somebody not- that hasn't been in office in twenty five years? Even if it's not true, he'll say that he was. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was trafficked in I was, Epstein. Yeah, Romney, I swear Santos I was on Epstein's Epstein. Island. Right. Yeah, yeah, I was there as one of the children. Romney was there while I was playing volleyball underwear. for. Romney was shitting on him. Oh no! That yeah. So the bad lip reading uh, people, you know, they ever see those bad lip reading mm-hmm. uh, guys on social media? They. Uh, he did one that was more accurate of Santos Mitt Romney That's what he does for a living. And he just was like, and Romney was just ripping into Santos, calling him an ass, and he was a disgrace, and this and that. And Santos was like, oh, that's very formal of you. And he's like, you're an ass. <laughs> you don't belong watch here. It? Yeah, go ahead and pull it up. All right, give me one second here. And uh, well, Dan pulls that up. Yeah, George, like that's... That's Bell. That is something that is an absolute trip. Is the whole Santos thing? Well, all of the uh, mainstream Republicans are calling him out. So Santos, they, they have to. In place to see and be seen. I would. News reporter Derek Waller has the story. And not only is Santos not resigning, he decided to perch himself in a prime position last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that yeah. We we want the actual oh, link. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is oh, it's here actually, we go. It's from the Guardian. What a just trying to fill up that dead space, huh, Dan? <laughs> you ought to be embarrassed. You ought to be embarrassed. Tell him that boy. <laughs> oh, it doesn't say the part that he calls him an ass. I mean, look, clearly, clearly it's uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah, for Santos. For both of well, I mean, God, but no, I don't Mitt I don't want to give credit to Mitt game. Romney for anything ever. Like, I just, I don't want everyone to give him credit for anything. Hey, he just wants to make sure that 47% of the country likes him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> they, That's all you got to know. I mean... People on the left like him now. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, everyone on the, anyone from the conservative party, as long as they disavow Trump, they love him. They're like, "Hey, he's great." Uh, Nord Stream, Corey. Do you want to talk about whistleblowers before we before we get this uh, get this show out of here? It. Yes, let's do it. Whistleblower let's Express, ex- Express, Express, Nord Stream, and. 
Pfizer. So, uh, so the Pfizer one is still kind of on the fence. Uh, I mean, I guess all of these different whistleblower things are, but, uh, so a man named Seymour Hirsch, who he's an American investigative journalist and political writer. And he first gained recognition in 1969 for exposing my, the My Lai massacre and its cover up during the Vietnam war for which he received the 1970s Pulitzer prize international reporting for international reporting. In the 1970s, Hirsch covered the Watergate scandal for the New York Times, and in 2004, he reported the military's torture and abuse of prisoners in Abu Ghraib in Iraq and he, <clears throat> for the New Yorker, and has won five George Polk Awards and two National Magazine Awards. So our old boy C has a... He has a, uh, a substack, and he is reporting, saying he has sources that say it was America that, in fact, destroyed the Nord Stream pipeline. Now, for people who aren't familiar with the Nord Stream pipeline, it was like, I don't know exactly how many miles it was, but it was a very long pipeline from Russia to Germany to deliver natural gas to Germany. America has been against it since the beginning because they knew that it would affect uh, the Euro Europe's reliance on our oil. And when Ukraine kicked off, if you remember, uh, Olaf Scholz, the prime chancellor, prime minister from Germany, and Biden were in a joint press conference. And they were talking about how the pipeline will... Uh, actually, you know what? I'm actually... I'm just going to play the video real quick for you. Oh. Let me find it real quick. I have it right here. But basically, talking about how the pipeline will be taken out. Which will not take a, a couple questions each. Uh, uh, Reuters, and uh, Andrea, you guys the first question. Thank you, Mr. President, and uh, thank you, Chancellor Schultz. Um, Mr. President, I have wanted to ask you about this um, Nord Stream project that you've long opposed. You didn't mention it just now by name, nor did Chancellor Schultz. Did you receive assurances from Chancellor Schultz today that Germany will in fact pull the plug on this project uh, if Russia invades Ukraine? And did you discuss what the definition of invasion could be? And then Chancellor Scholz, uh, wenn ich Sie fragen darf, um, if I may Sie, ask you, uh, Chancellor Scholz, you said there was some strategic ambiguity that was needed in terms of sanctions. I just wanted to know whether the sanctions you are envisaging and the EU is working on and the US as well are already finished, finalized, or is there still work ongoing? And also, also, dass Sie das nicht äh, sagen wollen, was genau da drin ist. You're not really saying what the details are. Is that just an excuse for Germany maybe to not support the SWIFT measures? Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the, the border of Ukraine again, then... Uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. <laughs> how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project 
and control of the project is within Germany's control. We will, uh, I promise you, we'll be able to do it. <laughs> Look at that smirk. The smirk on Biden's face right there is the... To be ready with the necessary sanctions if there is a... A military aggression against Ukraine. And this is necessary. It is necessary that we do this in advance so that Russia can clearly understand that these are far-reaching, severe measures. It is part of the this process that we do not spell out everything in public because Russia could understand that there might be even more to come. And at the same time, it is very clear we are well prepared for the far-reaching measures. We will take these measures together with our allies, with our partners, with the U.S., and we will take all necessary steps. You can be sure that there won't be any measures in which we have a differing approach. We will act together, jointly. This is a good idea to say to our American friends, we will be united, we will act together, and we will take all the necessary steps, and all the necessary steps will be done by all together. Today, to turning off and pulling the plug on Nord Stream 2, you didn't mention it, you haven't mentioned it. As I already said, we are acting together, we are absolutely united, and we will not taking different steps, we will do the same steps, and they will be very, very hard to Russia, and they should understand. You recognize someone now, Chancellor? <laughs> I don't know what that part's about, but that's funny. <laughs> but real quick for uh, context, this is uh, <laughs> Colin Robertson from <laughs> he looks what like, we do in the shadows. He also kind of looks like Brian Stelter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he does. But yeah, so. I mean, but I mean, and and I gotta, I gotta do a little pullback because I know that when we first started talking about Nord Stream, I, I had explained the the reasons for which Russia might be responsible, which is just like, hey, this gas is gone now. We're, uh, <clears throat> we're, uh, we have nowhere else to turn, or you have nowhere else to turn for gas. Fuck you. Um, obviously, I was wrong. That's okay. Sometimes we're wrong. It's okay to admit those things. Which. Too many of us can't do. Uh, I thought it was Russia to start with. I was I was wrong. I openly admit it, and it was obviously clearly the United, or at least NATO. If if it wasn't the United States, it was NATO for sure. Yeah. So, but apparently, like, well, so based on Seymour Hersh. So here's what, like, when I see, so people just say things all the time, right, about the government and this and that. And typically, it doesn't get a response from the government, right? This apparently had enough weight to it to where the government was like, well, this is unequivocally true. There's no way that this happened. Like, what you're saying is wrong from this distinguished, credible man named Seymour Hirsch. Oh, you mean like Matt Taibbi or Barry Weiss? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> like, whenever sudden, these people come out and say things. pariahs to the media. Like when there's certain people, when they say things, they just get a response from the government because they have credibility to what they say. And uh, I read the little bio of Seymour Hearst to show that like the guy isn't just some whack job and things like that. And he breaks down how he had 
And as a journalist would, you know, journalists, they protect their sources for the sake of being able to continue to have sources. Uh, He was talking about how these were just these uh, like Navy scuba divers who uh, placed C4 on these pipelines during the, uh, the, uh, the Balt Ops. It was called Balt Ops 22. It was like this Baltic, uh, uh, Baltic Sea operation with NATO and a bunch of different countries who were out there doing uh, naval exercises. So while this was going on, there was some. No, this is all according to Seymour Hirsch. Uh, some of these divers dove down, put some C4 on some remotely activated C4 on these different pipelines covered them in cement so you couldn't tell what they were. And they waited a couple months and then they just blew it up. Uh, What's interesting, so what's really interesting about uh, Biden blowing it by saying that on the air, uh, Biden and Newland's indiscretion, if that is what it was, might have frustrated some of the planners, but it also created an opportunity. According to the source, Some of the senior officials of the CIA determined that blowing up the pipeline no longer could be considered a covert option because the president just announced that we knew how to do it. The plan to blow up Nord Stream 1 and 2 was suddenly downgraded from a covert operation, requiring that Congress be informed to one that was deemed as a highly classified intelligence operation with the U.S. military support. Under the law, the source explained, there was no longer a legal requirement to report the operation to Congress. All they had to do now is just do it, but it still had to be secret. The Russians had superlative surveillance of the Baltic Sea. I think the word you're looking for is superlative. Yes, that's the one. (laughs) You know me, those goddamn words. I'm always reading shit. I'm never really saying shit. So it's like I always can read the words, but when it comes to actually using the phonics to say them, I'm like, oh, fucking words. Yeah, we haven't but, uh, talked a whole lot about how like kids can't read anymore and phonics is dead. Maybe we'll get to that. Oh, actually, no, no, no. So Hooked on Phonics is making a comeback. Yeah, phonics is... That's how I learned to read. Not phonics, Dan. Hooked on phonics. We want to get these kids hooked on phonics like oh. people get hooked on drugs. Okay, so just drugs instead of hooked on drugs. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> just saying. Hooked on, I just, I, for the first time in like 20 years, I, heard, I, I saw Hooked on phonics commercial either way yeah, 30 minutes of hooked on phonics works okay damn it it's not his fault he can't read <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this guy is coming out and saying that this America is my nightmare <laughs> and so and and because of biden's gaffe he stumbled his way into a loophole to where they don't even have to report it to congress yeah. What about Pfizer, Corey? We, so we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Pipeline. We kind of allegedly. Okay, allegedly. Okay. If the Russians hear you say that, it might cause World War Three. Oh yeah, we don't want that. We don't want. We don't want Putin listening to conservative. Actually, we do. Putin, I would love. Oh, it. you goddamn Putin's puppet! If you would give it a listen, people think I'm that anyway. <laughs> I'm a Putin apologist because I think we're partially responsible for this fucking war in Ukraine because we are. Somehow that makes me a Putin apologist. Anyway, I think Belda's Hi, right Putin! Off the bathroom. Oh, did he? He take off? He, had to, he, had to, he said he has to blow up his own Nord Stream pipeline. <laughs> he, had to, he had to leave because we were we were 
too involved with Putin, and he's a body. Yeah, how convenient. He's a body stand. So <laughs> we don't want all that. He doesn't want all that flack. Uh, <laughs> what about what about what about Pfizer, Corey? I know we don't have as much on this. So yeah, so uh, Project, Project Veritas. Veritas just had a had apparently or allegedly they have uh, video footage of them talking to a guy from uh, Pfizer talking about how they're not doing gain of function research, but they're doing uh, what was it? Evolutionary enhancement. I think it was or something like that of different vaccines to be able to create these or of different, different viruses to create viruses in house to turn around and create a vaccine to set viruses in case they ever gotten out into the public. I don't know if this is uh... On the state of Michigan was the site of an anti-Pfizer rally this week. Organizers say the demonstration oh, was an effort to persuade Pfizer employees to speak out about the drug company. This in the wake of a viral video produced by Project Veritas, which secretly caught a top Pfizer executive saying the company is exploring how to mutate viruses so they can preemptively create new vaccines. Joining us tonight to discuss is Bob Moffitt, Senior Research Fellow for the Center for Health and Welfare Policy at the Heritage Foundation. Bob, great to have you with us. Um, since Pfizer is really video, doubling down video. here, they say that they do not engage in so-called oh, gain-of-function oh, research. Of right curious, there. What's your take? I'll get there. Well, what... COVID probably be a cash cow for us for a while going forward. Like, yeah. I obviously like... <laughs> well, I think the whole, you know... I think the whole like research of the viruses and mutating it like would be the ultimate like cash cow. Yeah, it'd be perfect. He's hammered. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> got to that. What he said is, is that it could be a cash cow. He doesn't say that. Oh well, well, yeah, well, yeah. We don't know. Well, now we have what to find happened. a way to defend it. We have to find a way to defend it. We got it. this. Yeah, it sounds like this this guy, the Project Veritas guy, got a Pfizer guy just fucking plastered, <laughs> and he just sang like a bird. And, uh, yeah, he was talking about how, uh, like, all of it, basically saying how what they're doing over there at Pfizer is, which uh, you basically, you've, you already kind of assume is. But is, so, so we talk about conspiracy theories, right? Like, isn't that one of those conspiracy theories that just kind of makes sense, right? If you just track the money, like, you track the money that's been made from both the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine, and before it was found out to be really bad, the J&J vaccine. And Isn't it, that it, interesting how, how that one was just quietly just taken off the shelf? And no yeah, one really yeah, nobody cared. Uh, but the, the, like, so these vaccines, we know like the numbers are available. It's the most profitable drug in the history of the world. And when you think about like, oh, okay, so what a drug company try to create a virus that they could then use a vaccine to quote unquote uh, eliminate which we all know isn't true at this point but doesn't it just make Even sense if, if, you're, if, you're, that, if you're trying I, to make money hold on if you're if you're if you're in the business of making money which Pfizer is as every corporation is and you're in the business of medicine does it not behoove you to like build or create a new virus that you could then treat to make money off of? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know if it's as nefarious as that. I do. But, uh, <laughs> Bell does. 
Well, you take an already made virus, COVID-19, you create a half-assed vaccine, everybody goes and gets it, now you got, what was the one before Omicron? Delta. Delta. Then you got Delta. Now we got this new vaccine, it's upgraded. This one's effective against Delta. Oh shit, now we got fucking Omicron. This one is upgraded now. It makes complete sense to me. Yeah. No, so what I'll say is I don't think it's as nefarious as that because like even if 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 this is what they're doing, this falls under R and D, which is research and development, so it's all tax write off. So they can just sit here and like it's a hundred percent tax write off. The labor, the materials, everything. And they could just sit here and just concoct viruses and if we don't know that they're concocting viruses and then all of a sudden they can have this virus strain and show it to the government and go all right now we're spending all this time trying to make a vaccine for this it doesn't have to be released it doesn't have to be anything like that but if the virus exists then it then they can just do all this research on it and then just create vaccines all sorts of different things okay yeah so we don't want to do it here I guess I guess that's fair. Like, so it could have just been a situation of Pfizer. Like, this isn't any better, but Pfizer taking advantage of the fact that COVID already existed in in every way that they possibly could. It doesn't mean that they're responsible for the virus or the variants or anything. And I don't like even that. think it's just Pfizer doing this. Like, which company was it that found fucking smallpox just in a fridge, like unsecured? Oh, it's my fridge. I actually had it right over here. They found it in my basement. <laughs> Smallpox. <laughs> yeah, I had it right next to my right right next to my B forty three, my delicious beers. Your B forty three B forty three and uh adrenochrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why that's why I look so young. That's why I'm, you know, thirty four and I look like I'm twenty two. Smearing baby blood on your face, huh? Although my I back you were sixty nine. Yeah, my back is. <laughs> my my back is in its mid sixties at this point. Yeah, your back. <laughs> Dad's back is exactly sixty nine years old. You He's can quote me on that. medicine. Yeah, it's somehow older than my parents, but that's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, it, like, uh, the, when it comes to whistleblowers, I appreciate both of these because I, I know I have no issue saying that, like, Pfizer used COVID to profit. Like, would you agree with that, Corey? They used COVID yeah. to profit? Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean they're responsible for the virus or they're responsible for. Um, any of the variants, but my God, they saw this as a cash cow. They didn't care. Oh, they didn't care about you know eradicating COVID. They and knew, they knew at the very, very beginning. They didn't. Is, they didn't know that was going to happen. They didn't knew that was not happen. knowing the, exactly what they're looking into. And this is evidenced by the fact that third world countries, or I'm sorry, developing countries, uh, weren't getting vaccines to the point where like communist cuba had to create its own vaccine that was super effective and they were the ones exporting it to third uh developing countries do we know for sure how much better that vaccine was that was probably as good as the pfizer vaccine which means it ain't the greatest but uh it, it, the 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 fact still stands that uh pfizer and all these companies it was always the first world countries, the Western countries that were getting the vaccine. And it wasn't Africa. It wasn't South America. It wasn't these countries getting the vaccine. Well, Bell As we were all sitting here touting 
in our little culture war about all of this saying, oh, if you don't get the vaccine, you're trying to kill people. But don't look over there as Pfizer isn't donating this vaccine to third world countries. Sorry, developing countries. How, how do you actually feel about Project Veritas? It's it's a hit or a miss. I know that they, <laughs> I know that they're not super credible. Didn't didn't their uh, didn't their oh uh, James O'Keefe was he the he was the guy that was just busted for something? But I I thought it was I thought it was really um, convenient the timing. You know what I'm talking about. I'll find it here. Oh, the, yeah, the uh, the guy that after this video came out, he was ousted from Project James Veritas. James O'Keefe put Project Veritas staff through public crucifixions leaked, uh, is what a leaked memo says. And granted, like I said, like Project Veritas is like, yeah, they oh, might be okay. credible. So here's, here's, here's how you know it's bullshit. Well, it might not be bullshit, but uh, how left-wing publications, whenever they don't like something... Within the first two sentences of any piece that they post about it, whatever it is, there's always some sort of right-wing affiliation within the first two sentences. So I just I just pulled up Rolling Stone's article from six days ago. James O'Keefe put Project Veritas staff through, quote, public crucifixions, leaked memo says. Here's how this article starts. James O'Keefe, the founder of right-wing video organization Project Veritas that was not even the sixth word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like I was saying before, like Project Veritas, like they do this weird thing where they, they chop up and cut videos weird and they add music to make it seem more dramatic than it is. Uh, basically, basically, they're accusing James O'Keefe of being Ellen DeGeneres. He was just a mean guy in the office. <laughs> Yeah, like so. Project God, Veritas is one of those websites stone, that when I read an article, it take it if it's if it's like a five minute read, it it I spend a half hour on it because like anytime they say something that if it's not like cited like really well, I have to stop reading the article, open a new tab, and cross reference it to make sure that they're not just spewing bullshit. Which I do for most websites. A Project Veritas is one that like it's not. It's not AP, you know, it's not reason, it's not the intercept. Like they don't have as much credibility in my personal like like thought process. But as... even the intercept isn't that credible anymore. I mean, Glenn Glenn, Re- Glenn Greenwald's gone. That's true. Aaron Mate's out, you know, uh uh Matt Taibbi's left Rolling Stone. Like I trust yeah, Rolling Stone. Isn't that crazy how Rolling Stone, as soon as they like push people out like Matt Taibbi, it just tanked. It's it's so much easier to trust. It's these such people. a far cry from when it was Hunter S. Thompson there. Because you have to think like how much money. This is we're kind of off the rails here, but it it kind of speaks to whistleblowers and who you can trust. Like how, how what do you trust more? Do you trust Matt Taibbi's Substack? Or Barry Weiss's Substack, or Glenn Greenwald's Substack, or do you trust The Atlantic, or Rolling Stone, or oh, The New York Times? Fuck off, dude! hundred percent. Aaron Mate, Glenn Greenwald, Matt Taibbi, Barry Weiss. Yeah, it's 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 pretty simple. Like these these people, it's it's, it's throw Charlie the Duff in there. You know, yeah, I don't understand how it's so difficult to understand that. Like, yeah, so so Barry Weiss, I use Barry Weiss as an example. 
So she started she used to write for the New York Times. She started the Free Press and she started honestly with Barry Weiss. And if you listen to that podcast, it's fucking fantastic. I have not heard an episode that she has ever done that didn't really I wonder, really have me intrigued. It's interesting. I wonder what happened to her because she went from calling Tulsi Gabbard a Russian asset to like just developing just no she grew up right you saw her you saw that very very fast Bell, Bell, like, see if you can pull up uh barry weiss i think she was on bill maher and this was her this was her like coming out of like the uh the mainstream media is bullshit oh that the 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 uh the covid one when she's like i did it all yeah i, I uh yeah bill maher. she grew yeah, up barry weiss bill maher all right. Look up uh, Barry Weiss. Nine minutes long. Well, eight minutes long, six minutes long. Yeah, look up uh, Barry Weiss, Bill Maher, That's COVID, it. tired of it. But she Found did. It. But the thing is, while, while Bell looks that up, Corey, she, she did what you and I have done. Like, I was remarkably left wing. I voted for Barack Obama twice. I, I was like, I, I'm a really liberal person. And then you just kind of notice what you're fighting for doesn't actually matter. And it looks like Bell's got it for us here. This uh this this piece on on I think it's I think this is on Bill Maher, right? Yeah. Go ahead and give it a Click play. Click it and then full screen that bitch. I also have the information on uh Cuban COVID vaccine if you guys are interested. We yeah, will. we'll hop back to that in a second here. If this ever I plays. <laughs> Yeah, so get so my Corey's internet. <laughs> no, I'm, <just> kidding. <laughs> I'm on uh, my hotspot on my phone. This is yeah, so real quick, what's the uh, the COVID? I blame CNN. <laughs> they don't CNN, want us to they, play this. They're coming for us. The the Cuban, but, uh, Cuban COVID vaccine. Yeah, the Cuban COVID vaccine. Yeah, I'm wondering what the efficacy is on that because they were they were touting like Pfizer type numbers for their own, which I'm sure there's a bunch of uh, propaganda that comes out of a communist country because you'd be an idiot to think it doesn't just to fit your narrative. Red Cartel. She's been on there a bunch of times. I'm looking for it. Oh, uh, oh, Barry Weiss has yeah. been on there a bunch of times. Before we lose all of our audience. All of them. <laughs> uh, that's insane that it's not loading right now. That's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm trying to find another link, too. Technical difficulties. We'll get it. I blame the New York Post. Hold on. I think I got and it here. CNN. You got it? I think I have it. But yeah, so basically, yeah, Why like I remember a time when she, like I remember like year. before knowing who she really was <laughs> and I was volunteering for the Barry White, or not for Barry White, but for Tulsi Gabbard's campaign. And she was on there and she was just like, oh yeah, Tulsi Gabbard's a Russian asset. And I was like, and I didn't know who Barry White was at the time. And I was like, who the fuck is this chick? And to the point where... <clears throat> Not knowing anything about her and her saying that shit, it was like fuck this. But then she quickly went from that to uh, 
just a, an absolute rock star. She and, grew and up. Bringing truth to power. And yeah, and it goes back to what you're saying. Podcast she grew host up. and former. Oh, of course, it's on fucking CNN. Oh, they put it on CNN. Yeah, that's not, that's not, that's not the video I wanted. <laughs> and, uh, it doesn't matter. Who cares? You can look it up. Yeah, you can. Yeah, just I guess I guess look it up, fans. The, the, day, the day in which <laughs> Barry Weiss grew up. Anyway, yeah. So, anyways, whistleblowers uh, are good. <laughs> back to whistleblowing. Oh man, you know what? Now that you say that, I wanted to make a sound bite of the song "Blow My Whistle, Bitch." Damn, to play at the beginning <laughs> of this, and I just remembered I wanted to do that. Uh, Way to go, a hole. <laughs> Uh, we don't yeah, need so TV to entertain us. <laughs> he said anus. He found it. All right, go ahead and share it. I'm waiting yeah, for this ad. Stupid but, fucking ad. But uh, what you're, anyways, what you're saying is like whether or not you trust, like I guess, establishment media or these journalists who are going rogue and doing things on their own. Like the, and, that is just it. Like right? the, the fact that Barry Weiss left the New York Times. She grew up. She was like me. She just grew up and realized what the problem is. And like, I listen to her podcast, honestly, and she has people on that I viscerally disagree with. But I'm still interested in what they have to say. And that's important. Uh Uh-oh. You might have the same one I had. Ray Weiss is receiving mixed reactions to her comments on this weekend's episode of Real Time with Paul where she blasted the prolonged response to the pandemic. I'm done with COVID. Oh, I'm done. It's yeah. like I I went so hard on COVID. I yeah, I remember. sprayed the Pringles cans that I bought at the grocery store, stripped my clothes off because I thought COVID would be on my clothes. Like, I did it all. And then we were told, you get the vaccine. You get the vaccine and you get back to normal. And we haven't gotten back to normal. And it's ridiculous at this point. This is going to be remembered by the younger generation as a catastrophic moral crime. The city of Flint, Michigan, which is 80%, I think, minority students, has announced indefinite virtual schooling. In the past two years, we've seen among young girls a 51% increase in self-harm. I think it's like 60% now. They are anxious. They are depressed. They are lonely. That is why we need to end it more than any inconvenience that it's been to the rest of us. I think it's it's a pandemic. It's it's like at this point, it's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's a pandemic of bureaucracy. It's not it's not real anymore. Look, this pandemic has gone on, you know, in large part because the virus has. Nobody cares what the CNN. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, we're over it. But that was that was Barry Weiss's turning point. That to me, like COVID turned Barry Weiss to, it's it's so weird because like she's now she's almost like a conservative darling, which is so fucking. When she's the farthest from the truth, she's not. So weird to me. And that just falls into the fold of what we're talking about when it says uh, the the right doesn't have anything to stand for; they just have something to stand against. But then, but then then the left is so much of the problem because they take somebody like Barry Weiss, who's I love her, I fucking love her, a lesbian Jew. She's (laughs) like super leftist. She is one of my favorite fucking writers in the world and if i met her i would fanboy out i would be like oh my god barry weiss i i'm 
so fucking honored to meet. Like, I would shit my pants if I met Barry Weiss. That's how much I like her. And she was she 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 went from this like liberal, you know, uh, I don't even remember who she New York Times writer to somebody who just grew up, and it's just made me love her even more. She's yeah. she's fucking fantastic. If you like our show, you will like Barry Weiss. We always put her in our if you like category. Please read her Substack. Listen to honestly, we we pimp shit that don't that that they don't pay us anything. We just this is things we love. It's stuff that we get our sources from. Barry it's, Weiss is it's, amazing. Uh, different voices that give that intrigue our incense in our, our interests that make us lift rocks and look shit up ourselves. Do we have anything else? We did. We had the uh, the. State we have the blacklist thing. We could save that for the lightning round at the very least next week, or we can uh, put that as a segment for next week and our as a as its own. We have the State Department funding uh, disinformation. We can save that for next week. That's not going anywhere. Yeah. No. Please listen to Barry Weiss. Well, no, please, and also listen to the sort of podcast. <laughs> Because Libservative Podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libservativeshow.com. We can be found on, at Libservative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at LibservativePod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative Podcast, and you can reach out directly at LibservativePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. And since this is towards the end of the podcast, go ahead and give us a little rating. It helps us boost our numbers up. Because we got to boost those numbers. we got rookie numbers. I also want to say, Dan, I uh, made a TikTok video the other day of a sound clip from the show, and uh, it got like a whole like fifteen hundred views. Wow, we're famous now. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna have to start wearing a hat like Tim Pool when I go out in public. You guys could dress like me. <laughs> we totally should. Bell the body snatcher. Uh, the trench. This has been Libservative intellectual idiots fostering political and cultural literacy as always a special thanks to our person that we haven't given an actual title to bell the body snatcher he as always has been Corey walsh he has been dan griffin this has been libservative and we are out of here listen to barry white and libservative we the people cannot end that